this Premier League Week 13 Picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is offering new users a $1,000 risk-free bet. Sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. And we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is absolutely no idea to the nearest three weeks. Wednesday, the 22nd of November. Yeah, I've got my calendar up. Um, and we are here to handicap week 13 of the Premier League which goes from Saturday lunchtime through to Monday night. Um, joining me from Nottinghamshire is Mr Barry Penaluna. Hello, Baz. How are you? Evening, Malcolm. Uh, I'm OK. Um, nice to see there's a lot of people straight in there. Numbers are up, Malcolm. 11 people straight in the YouTube. Um, holiday season, isn't it, for those over the over the pond? Happy Thanksgiving well, to forgot all about that, but Courtney was first in. Um, saying happy Thanksgiving, so yes, happy Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, we don't do. Do you do any of that, Bas? No. Um, I'll sit and watch seven hours of NFL tomorrow night. Um, I have been known to smoke a turkey for Thanksgiving, uh, but I haven't this <laughs> right. week. Get some chicken wings and a few beers, and uh, that'll be my Thanksgiving NFL and some wings. I'm bloody working again. There's NFL tomorrow. When, when was the last Thursday I worked, Baz? Can you think of one? Months ago. First Thursday I've got in the day forever. All the NFL Thanksgiving. Um, we've done about four out of five Sundays I've missed. It's been an absolute shambles. Um, but yeah, the um, the chat is live and kicking you right. Uh, Brian's here. Pat. Uh, Pat Foster. Hello, mate. Uh, Slick Rick. Captain Insano. Still out the guillotine league, Captain. Uh, Koisty's here. Good evening. Um, so if you are in there and you want to say hello, by all means, jump in and say hello. Um, yeah, a couple of things on the agenda this week. The first is, well, sorry, the second is the week 13 picks. Um, but I think, Barry, the people want to know what happened uh, in the weekend just gone. So we know it was Barry's magical mystery tour. Um, I think if you caught up with us on Twitter or what have you, you might have found out that we went to Kroslav, Baz. That's where you took us. That's right. Um, we went to Leeds on Thursday night. You informed us we were heading to Kroslav in southeast Poland. Um, southwest. 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 Yeah, southwest Poland, yeah. A couple of hours from the Czech border. Um, we had a lovely time, Barry. Um, I've got some observations, Barry. I'll make my observations and then you can... Uh, there's anything you want to add or take away from the observations. Um, 
we had a very good time. We drank lots of beer and shots. We ate like kings, uh, specifically King Henry VIII. Um, we've been back in the country 68 hours, Barry. I've still not had a formed turd. Um, I don't know what's going on there. Still shitting through the eye of a needle three and a half days later. Apologies to Courtney and anyone else who might be having that tea. Um, and on the Friday, Barry, on the first night, between 3 and 4 a.m., trying to get everyone from the nightclub back to the hotel, your brother said that the next morning it was like saving private Ryan, and he's absolutely correct. It was absolute mayhem, Barry. I've never seen anything like it. That's the reason everyone in the world hates English people, because of the sort of behaviour that was going on there. Um, so, yeah, that's my synopsis of the weekend. Barry, you? However, Malcolm, you say that everyone hates the English, but the Polish in Wrocław loved us like or really in, in the clubs and the pubs. We got there was no like bad atmosphere anyway. Everything was re- everyone was really friendly. It was a genuinely nice yeah. city, nice people, good atmosphere. We never saw any sign of any trouble. Um, no hassle from anyone at all. Really, really good. But yeah. The, the 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. on the first night was absolute carnage. So we had uh, we arrived at midday. We went to the hotel. We took our bags, and the hotel said, sorry, your rooms aren't ready, uh, but you can leave your bags in storage. So what we should have done at that point was go to the pub, have something to eat, come back, check into our rooms, and then go out for the night. Instead, we just yeah, went we out midday. We hit the bar, and we continued for 15 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... It was only about, it only got to about 3 p.m., three hours in when the shots started coming out. Um, and, and for context, a, a bottle of vodka in, in in Poland was around about, I think we were paying £20 in a nightclub for a vodka and, and all of the mixers. So, what, $25, $30 or something. It was so cheap. Um, so, yeah, by three o'clock, out of eight of us, Malcolm, I would say there was three of us that still had any sort of uh, brain capacity at that point. Um, (laughs) To be fair, um, both very, very drunk, but both still had our wits about us. Uh, But yeah, Yeah. there were some some real casualties uh, to the point where one of them um, tried to check in at the hotel and just fell asleep on the floor in front of the reception desk. Uh, Receptionist asked one of the other lads if if an ambulance was required. Uh, (laughs) He was just having a sleep. Uh, But uh, everyone made it. Uh, we all survived. Saturday was definitely a bit more sedate, but um, great time. I, I thought it was a great city, um, and we had a good laugh and a good night, and drank and drank and drank a hell of a lot. But uh, all good fun. It was lots of fun, but, Um So yeah, thank you very much for arranging. We'll uh, see where next year uh, brings us. Um, this week, Barry, um, it's I think it's time for a bit of a team talk. Me and you. But I want the listeners involved here. Uh, There's a bit of a team talk because we've had 12 weeks of the season and it's been quite sort of fragmented. We've had had three international breaks. Um, So it's been quite split up. We've had new teams in. We've had new managers to sort out. We've had players come. That's all. 12 weeks have gone now. What we've got, Barry, coming up, um, this is it. This is going to make or break our season. What's that film where he says the inches that we need are all around us any given Sunday? 37 days, Barry, until January the 1st. We've got eight game weeks. Eight game weeks in the next 37 days. That's 80 matches, Barry. Um, So we need to bear down. This is our time to shine. This is the time where all the listeners, we need to get amongst it. Um, We need to concentrate. We need to work. 
We need to put a run together. We need to put it all together now, Baz. This, between now and January the 1st, this makes or breaks our season. Like This is what separates the men from the boys. This week is unbelievably tricky. I was going to say, remember, can we start this whole new phase next week when it gets a bit easier? Uh, no, no, week- we can't. We've got to go for it this week. I forgot how tricky this was, but you screen you sent me a screenshot 10 days ago of yeah, these yeah. fixtures and said, fucking hell, have a look at these. Um, and unbelievably, in these 10 games, there's two odds-on shots. So there are two minus money shots here. Um, two 7-10, minus 142 shots. There's one even money favourite, and then all the rest are just... It's like me and Bob were, I was just me and Bob were just talking about this on the way to football. And I said, it's almost like if I give you a team and then you give me the closest matching team to them. So I said to him, Fulham, he said, uh, Wolves. Um, I said, Luton at home, he said, uh, Crystal Palace. So you can match them up. It's almost if you were asking for the trickiest matchups, that's what we've got. So it's a really, really tricky um, thing. To the point, Baz, I would say. I've just I decided on this earlier on. If anybody wants to put together their 10-game card, 10 picks, right, for these games, anyone who lands in profit this week, right, the, whoever's got the most profit will send a gift card or something to. So I want one pick for each game off everybody, just like we do, but screenshot them over, send them on Twitter, send them wherever, in the Discord. But if anyone come out of this 10 with the most profit, we'll do a $25 gift card, Baz. This is incredibly, incredibly difficult. Um, even to the fact it could be a system week. You know, maybe it's like the first Absolutely. week of the season where you, I think you could take all the underdogs or I think you could take all 10 games to be draws. And if you if you hit three out of 10, you're going to end up in a little bit of profit. Um, but this is an incredible week, Barry. An absolutely incredible week. How did you find it? I, I thought exactly the same. As you say, 10 days ago, I had a look forward to this. Um, and... Me and you play a survivor competition. Um, it's only yeah. week two of the survivor competition. I think both of us took Arsenal last time out, which, yeah, I, I mean, it wouldn't really help having Arsenal because they're away to Brentford, who are in good form as well. Um, but honestly, it's like 10 coin tosses. Um, and which way do you go? Um, absolutely mad. But I, I did think the same thing you could just go through here and take all the inner dogs or all of the draws. And you probably will hit three draws and, and do okay. Um, I haven't gone that way. It'll be a bit, bit boring that. But um, crazy week. Very, very difficult week. Um, it'll be interesting to see how we come out of it and if we can come out of it unscathed, ready to hit the uh, the remainder of this uh, 37-day stretch. Yeah, it's a great stretch. Um, Frank, Frank, still glory, glorious win uh, for Frank recently. Uh, Frank's joined us. Ollie Beckett is in as well here. Ollie, how are you? <laughs> Pat's already putting up the 10 1 1 draws. Do you know what, Pat? <laughs> Genuinely, there's profit in that. You're talking 6 to 1? Like, there's, good, there's two 1 1 draws in the air this week. You bet 10 units in return 14. Pat's nailed it. Should we just leave it there? I think we should just sign 12 minutes. We'll just leave it. Pat's given us a four unit profit bet. Like, Absolutely right. That's exactly the sort of shit that's going down. Um, so we'll get stuck into them, Baz. Let's do. Uh, we're going to bet three six five, where we get all of these lines from. Um, or our trusted sponsors now, favourite sports book. Eighty-eight million players, uh, prop sides, totals, live betting, 
I'm sure everyone will be availing themselves of all the Thanksgiving offers. Um, loads of boosts, um, 30% profit boost on your NFL same game parlay. Um, an early payout offer if your team goes 17 points up. That is uh, two goals. If you get 2 nil up in the football, they'll pay you out. So sign up today. Choose from two bonus offers, either a $1,000 no-sweat bet or bet $5. Get 150 in bonus bets. Just head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365 or use the sign-up link in our show bio. Um, problem gambling. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, so we move to Saturday lunchtime. The first thing that annoyed me about this is why is this the Saturday lunchtime game? I have no idea. You know why it is? Because To annoy Jurgen Klopp. Up, yeah, every time there's an international break, Liverpool get the Saturday lunchtime game and it infuriates Jurgen Klopp. So no doubt uh, he will be infuriated once again. Um, not that it doesn't affect the other team just as much. I mean, I don't know who, who will... Uh... It's just a, the Saturday lunchtime game for me, it's in a premium time slot. Like, no. it's it. Everyone's busy. It's certainly not for our American uh, listeners. It's a, it's a really early one, but... For me, it's not. I'm getting back from football. I'm going back out to football. It's just a bit shit. Like it's not the Sunday afternoon slot, but it is what it is. Uh, Twelve thirty kickoff, seven thirty Eastern time. Manchester City take on Liverpool. So Manchester City are the first one of our odds-on favourites. They're seven to ten, minus one forty-two. The total is sixteen to five, plus three twenty. Liverpool are Burlington Bertie, one hundred to thirty, plus three thirty-three. Uh, so coming into this game, Manchester City are now just one point in front of Liverpool, uh, having been held in that brilliant 4-4 draw with Chelsea um, on the last Sunday afternoon. Erling Haaland is the big injury news here, or is he? I don't know. He pulled out of Norway's games over the international break. But I think Pep Guardiola's got a bit of previous for this. Manchester City are quite happy just to not send any of their players away on international duty if required. Um 50% is rated that will be a big miss. I do think he'll play Baz. Um, City had won three in a row before that. I mean, Liverpool would be top now if they'd won at Luton two weeks ago uh, in a one-all draw, a game they really should have won. Um, Liverpool have been in great form at home, but their away form is a bit of an issue. So the last three, um, 1-1 at Luton, 2-2 at Brighton, and they lost at Tottenham. Um in a game that they could have won, but still, that's no winning three away games, and they've got no clean sheet away from home either. I couldn't pick a side here, but if I was going to pick a side, I'd probably lean to Liverpool, like just at the price. But I wasn't. The, the, the thing to do here is goals. Now, the obvious options are very, very short. The books are on to us over two and a half, both teams to score. They're both juiced around one to two, minus 200. Liverpool have got problems at the back as well. There's a load of injuries at the moment. One of the key features in a handicap in a lot of these games today is injuries. Um, Liverpool, Robertson's missing, obviously. Um, Canati is 50-50, Joe Gomez. So it's defenders they're missing. And that's not ideal when they play in Manchester City. But Liverpool are always capable of scoring goals. We've just seen Manchester City concede four as well. So um, goals is going to be my play. I've got a few potential plays here, Baz, that I like. Um, the over three and a half goals is five to four. 
plus 125. I quite like the Liverpool team total uh, over one and a half. That's 13 to 8 plus 162. My official play, Barry, um, the one we'll add up at the end of the weekend, it's going to be both teams to score in the first half. And you've put us on to the fact that we'll always concede in the first half. I just think they're going to go for it. It's, there's going to be goals. And if you want a bit of a mad one to set you up for the weekend, both teams to score in both halves is 17-2 plus 850. Uh, but for the purposes of mathematics, Barry, both teams to score in the first half, 5-2 to two plus 250. Yeah, I think goals has got to be the way to go. Um, I mean, first, Man City now up to 23 consecutive home wins in all competitions. Absolutely ridiculous record that. They've scored 19 in the last five games. Said last time out before the Chelsea game. They're starting to click now in front of goal, getting back to um, the best in front of goal, scoring regularly. They've scored at least three goals in each of the last five games as well. Um, Liverpool, as you say, best form's all been at home. And they've only won one of the last five away games. Defeats to Toulouse, Spurs. um, Draws against... Luton and Brighton, I think, wasn't it? Uh, and Bournemouth, the only team they've beaten in the last five away. Um, as you say, they've never kept a clean sheet away from home this season. Nine games. Both teams to score has hit in all nine. Uh, and seven of the nine have went over two and a half. But you're not getting much price for, for both to score or, or over two and a half. I, I like your pick. Both to score in the first half doesn't sound bad at all. I think on form, Man City's home form versus Liverpool's away form, has to point towards Man City uh, as a pink. I think they're decent enough. It's seven to ten. Um, they're as big a price as you're, you're ever going to get for City in a home game against anyone, really. Um, but but I think there is some value in, in the goals markets and, and City goals for me again. The last two games between these two sides last season finished four one and three two, both to Man City. Um, Man City are, are clicking now. As I say, they've scored three in all of the last five. I'm going to take them to score three here. I took a similar approach in the Chelsea game. I took the over two and a half and the over three and a half and cashed them at good prices. I think seven to one for over three and a half City goals last time. Uh, so it's exactly the same again here. City team total over 2.5 at 13 to eight. So plus 167. Um, and I'll go up the ladder a bit over three and a half uh, at nine to two as well. Um, but as you alluded to, I wouldn't talk anyone out of doing the exact same thing on the Liverpool side of it, because I think there'll be goals yeah. galore. And as you say, with the Liverpool goal ladder, you can start at one and a half at 13 to eight. And for Liverpool to score three, you're getting 11 to two. Liverpool to score four, 18 to one. Some big, big prices on Liverpool goals. Like I, I think there'll be plenty of goals in in the game and, and coming from both sides. And uh, as you put a mad one out, I've also got a mad one here. If you fancy it being a wild one like the Chelsea game, I want to go full degen. Um, match total over seven and a half, 25 to one. Hey, go on, man. Yeah, I like it with that. Um, so start with these three o'clock games. The six games like this, Baz, where you've got the slightly worse of the two teams is at home, and that's what kind of makes the markets for them. The six of them almost identical. The first one he has Burnley against West Ham United, Burnley a 13 to five plus 260. The draw is 13 to 5 plus 260. West Ham are actually on the drift. They were they were 19 to 20 minus 105 a couple of days ago. They were even money this afternoon. They are now plus 105, 21 to 20. So just the tiniest bit of line movement against West Ham. Um, but yeah, 
Good luck, Barry. Here we go. What have you got? The line movement's all Jared Bowen, isn't it? Jared Bowen's going to miss yeah, out. Yeah. Uh, potentially going to miss out for a few weeks. He's got a knee problem. Fluid on the knee. Needs a bit of uh, investigatory work to see what's going on there. Could be out longer. Um, but definitely looks like missing this week. Uh, so he will be a big miss for, for West Ham. Um, and that did give me an initial thought. I think, can, can I give Burnley a bit of a chance here? But um, 12 to 5 plus 240 is not big enough. Um yeah. To, to take a side with just one win and four points all season. Nine defeats uh, so far for Burnley, and seven of them defeats have come by two or more goals. It's just really, really difficult to make a case for Burnley at the moment. Until we see something different, um, it's impossible to make a case for Burnley winning anything. And the price isn't big enough. It's just not big enough for me as a dog pick. Um, West Ham aren't in great form, particularly away from home. They've lost their last three. Um the form overall, though, they have bounced back a little bit. They've won at home in the last two games. Um, both sides have gone over two and a half in, in four of the last five games, so slightly in towards goals. Burnley, in particular, haven't had a clean sheet in the league all season. So, again, a lean towards the goals there. Over two and a half was a pick I, I liked. Uh, I think um, it, it looks okay for me in this one. But at a slightly better price, I decided to go for West Ham goals. Um, over one and a half West Ham goals at five to six, minus one twenty is the pick for me. Burnley have conceded at least two in each of their last. Um, they're on a bit of a run of, of leaking goals, and, and I'm not sure how they're going to arrest that slide. As I say, Bowen missing is a big miss. Uh, I still think West Ham can get the job done, and the West Ham team total over one point five at five to six will be my pick here. Okay. Um... Yeah, I've got no interest in back in Burnley at this price at all. They haven't demonstrated anything. Um, they've got one win in 11 in a game against Luton Town, so you can't back Burnley. They're averaging 0.75 goals per game. They're conceding two and a half goals per game as well. West Ham would be an auto-play, apart from those few injury concerns that you mentioned. Antonio's already out, not a big deal. But Jared Bowen is 50%, and I think he's trending in the wrong direction. However, I quite, I mean, Mohamed Kudus has been absolutely great for them. So they've kind of got a, a, an automatic replacement. And they've still got a lot of good players kicking around. Like, um, they had lost three in a row, though, before they beat Forest. Um, but the, there's been lots of goals around in their games. 30 goals in the last eight West Ham games, Baz, including three of the last four have had five goals. Um, again, over two and a half, and both teams to score are quite heavily juiced, like, again, about one to two minus 150. Um, I'm just going to take West Ham to win, Baz. Um, I've sort of went round and round in circles, and I think there's quite a few of these games where you just have to plump for the better team. Um, I'll do this a few more times before this show is out. West Ham are the better team, quite comfortably the better team as well. So I think uh, 21 to 20 plus 105, I will take uh, the happy hammers. Um, Javi, uh, Javi Tron is in the chat. Um uh, our resident Real Sociedad supporter, I think, if I remember rightly. Hey, Javi, how are you? Um, three o'clock, Luton Town take on Crystal Palace. Another identical game to that last one. Um, very similar lines, Luton, 13 to 5 plus 260. The doors, 23 to 10 plus 230. Crystal Palace are 11 to 10 plus 110. Um, Luton have picked up two points in the last six games. They have acquitted themselves quite well against Liverpool, where they got a draw, albeit quite fortunately. But they have to ride the look. That's not their fault. And against Manchester United, where they lost 1-0. Um, 
there's no real patterns for Luton in terms of both teams to score or the over under two and a half. But they still just don't pass the eye test for me. Um, they're trying hard. I mean, Man United last time out, we're never going to thump them just because of the form they're in. Um, in that Liverpool 1-1, Liverpool's XG was way over three in that game. Um, Palace forms all over the place, but they have won two of the last three away from home. Um, they won at Burnley, similar comparison game, I would suggest. And they won at Manchester United, again, and again another another low-quality Premier League team. Um, but they've got their best players back, Baz. We talked, we've, we've talked about players who are missing. Crystal Palace very heavily rely on Eze and Elise, and they're both going to be fit for this game, Baz. Um, almost identical analysis to the West Ham Burnley game. I'm going to take Palace, Baz, 11-10. Plus one ten. Uh, they're the better team again, and by by a little margin. This is how Palace will survive. They win games like this uh, more often than at home, but they can go and win. They went away to Burnley and won two 0 They'll do something similar again, Barry. Palace eleven to ten. Yeah, we're on very similar lines with this one. I just thought this one was a horrible one because again, it's, as you say, it's really hard to make a strong case for Luton winning a game. They've still only done it the once against Everton. Um, but again, Palace don't inspire you very much, do they? And Luton do seem to be able to keep themselves in games every week. You know, they drew with Liverpool. Uh, they lost by just a single goal to Man United and Spurs. There's only Villa who've, who've gone there and, and beat them by two or more since the third week of the season. They started off badly, but then since then, they have been keeping things tight. But they're still on winning games, and that's a concern for anyone wanting to back Luton on the money line. I couldn't, I couldn't do it myself. Uh, I think it will be a tight one. I think it'll be low scoring, but unders is far too short. Four to six minus one fifty for the unders. Um, as as I say, Palace don't inspire me very much, but they have won four games already this season, and three of them were away from home as well. So going away from home isn't isn't necessarily a problem. They're actually up in sixth in the away form table. Palace, they've already beaten the other two promoted sides. So you've got comparison games there where they've gone to Sheffield United and Burnley. And as you mentioned, Eze and Elise back from injuries is a, is a massive bonus for them. So exactly the same pick. Luton v Palace, I've gone for Palace to win at 11 to 10, plus 110. Uh, Frank points out in the chat that Manchester United are above Newcastle. Manchester United are top of the form table for the last five games. You're right. I made, I've made that point in my very fair assessment of the Man United game later on. Yeah, so I'm struggling to argue with your point there, Frank, but it doesn't mean I can't make it. Uh, it's my show. Um, underdog Fantasy, I've got a great way to help you play alongside your favourite fantasy players all season long. We've got NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball and college football. Uh, so simply pick higher or lower on your favourite players' fantasy stats and cash in. There's been some great caches uh, from the network, boys and girls, um, on Underdog recently. Uh, watch along, make your picks and make a little cash. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, underdog, double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And Hall of Fame bets, helping you win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season. Um, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props and game lines. NFL, NBA, MLB and soccer bets with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay in the Hall of Fame bets parlay optimizer. You'll get hit rates broken down by leg, expected probabilities. Um, so stop it in the dark. Join over 30,000 users 
research and with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Next up, continue the three o'clocks. We have Newcastle United taking on Chelsea. Newcastle United are 13 to 9, plus 145. The draw's 5 to 2, plus 250. Chelsea 7 to 4, plus 175. Really, really tricky one, Baz. You can go first. Yeah, I didn't like this one much either. But no. I don't like any of them, to be honest. Um, I mean, if Newcastle hadn't been completely decimated by injuries recently, I'd have found this quite easy at the prices. Um, but, you know, we've got no Tonali, no Wilson, Barnes, Longstaff, Botman, Murphy, Byrne. Really down to the bare bones now. Uh, international break definitely came at the right time for Newcastle. Uh, but at the same time, there's not many from the injured list who were uh, expected to come back. I think there's plenty of hope that Isak might be ready, um, which would be a massive boost we could do with a striker. Uh, Bruno G returns from suspension, who haven't missed out against Bournemouth. Um, so, yeah, lots of negatives around Newcastle at the minute in terms of injuries and suspension. But the positives is, is the home form. Seven and nine with one in all competitions so far. Um, and we were on a six-game streak at home before losing to Dortmund. Um, I think we've won our... I'm sure I read they've won our last four home games in the Premier League now without conceding a single goal as well. So home form is really, really solid. Um, at the same time, Chelsea are improving, no doubt about it. They'll be more of a threat than they've been for, for some time in, in this fixture. Um, they've not beaten Newcastle in the last three head-to-heads. But uh, recent results, 4-1 against Spurs, I think flatters them a little bit. There was a, you know, a lot of other things going on in that game and... and you know, they ran up a score late on. Uh, but the 4-4 against City was a solid performance and one that definitely will give them loads of confidence coming into this one. But ultimately, I'm, I'm coming back to the Newcastle form at St. James's Park. We've beaten good sides several times already. We've beaten Man City in the Cup, PSG in the Champions League, Villa, Arsenal. So there's no reason why we can't beat Chelsea here. Even with the problems we've got, the Arsenal win came at a time where we had all of these injuries. And a similar effort to that game... Well, the crowd behind us could see us sneak past Chelsea. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I think Newcastle are an all right price. Um, not my most confident pick at all, uh, but it's a decent price. Newcastle to beat Chelsea at six to four is the pick for me. Um, yeah, this was horrible, Baz. And I don't like picking Newcastle anyway. You know, I'm not very good at it, I don't like it. Um, and the fact that this was so tricky didn't help me either. Um, we are mangled by injuries, but I think our starting eleven should be competitive enough. I don't think Fabian Shaw played any minutes when he was away. Joe Linton got himself sent off after eight minutes, so he should be nice and rested. Um, so hopefully, and Isaac's important. If we get Isaac back, um, then we're going to be live because we've got no other strikers. Wilson's toast. Like it, it's Chelsea with the interesting team here. Um, they've scored four goals. Three times in the last five games. Um, only one defeat in six and definitely on the up. Unkunku's got a little chance of being back. Um, if he does, it'll be off the bench. I would have thought. My thing with Chelsea here is Bas. I think they've played really well against the good teams. The teams who've gone at them. So they played well against Liverpool. I think it was first game of the season. They got a draw with Arsenal. They had that mad game against Manchester City. 
Put all of that in against the game against Brentford three weeks ago. They've struggled to break down a team with a low block, a team who just sort of sits, and Brentford went and turned them over. Now, Eddie Howe's not stupid. We know Eddie Howe's an excellent, excellent coach, um, and I think he'll be aware of that. We saw the Arsenal game, a sim- I would say a similar comparison game, Newcastle beat Arsenal 1-0 a few weeks ago. Even when Newcastle struggled, they've shown the ability to be able to defend properly. And I think we'll be able to maintain that. So a combination of a week in Newcastle would still being able to defend properly. I think the under two and a half, Slick Rick's put it up in the chat. Um, Pat Foster mentioning that uh, Tino Livermento is going to be a good player. He was slotting on the left side for, for Dan Byrne, I think. So I think the under two and a half goals, Barry, I wouldn't care to pick a side even a little bit. Um, but yeah, Newcastle, I've been a little bit shot As much as we've said, they're able to batter teams, and they are. We didn't score against Bournemouth. We scored one against Arsenal. In three of our four Champions League games, we haven't scored a goal. Um, so, yeah, under two and a half goals, Bars 19 to 20, minus 105. Um, Josh Forster uh, is going for Chelsea. Josh, new name in the chat. Good evening. How are you doing? Um, not making friends. Making friends nice and early there, Josh. We had Chelsea pick. I like it. Um, okay, well, three o'clock, we'll carry on. Nottingham Forest take on Brighton. Another one of the games, two teams close together and the the better teams away from home. Fits the pattern. Uh, Forest 11-5, plus 220. The draw is 13-5, plus 260. Brighton are 15-13, plus 115. Um, Forest have only had one win in eight now. Oh, it was a good one, though. They beat Aston Villa at home. Um, in the three home games before that, 2-2 home draw with Luton, 1-1 with Brentford, 1-1 with Burnley. So not great form at home. Um, but Brighton stinking the place out a little bit. No one in six. They've had three consecutive 1-1 draws. Um, I've missed all of that with a 1-1 of the week. Yeah, Barry's making the... Uh, I haven't... It's not actually, Baz. But it, they should have been because the last three times. Injuries again for Brighton. They're mangled. Um and Evan Ferguson, I think, would make a difference for them. Striker, he's not going to be fit. 100% record in both teams to score for Brighton. If you look at the pinch one, again, it's about minus 200, something like that, one to two. Um, but I think the team totals are the wrong way around here, Baz. The Brighton team total, over one and a half, is at nine to ten, minus one, one, one. The Forest team total, over one and a half, is plus 150, six to four. I think Forrest have got two goals in them, haven't they? They got two against West Ham last time. They're very lively. They're good at home. Brighton have got no intention of defending at any point. I think Forrest can get two. This could finish 9-5 or something. Who cares? Uh, Forrest team total over one and a half, plus 156 to four, please. Yeah, I mean, plus money price like that against a team who haven't kept the clean sheet in the league all season. Like, you almost guaranteed that first one. Can you get the second one for six to four? Not a bad shout at all. Um, but as you mentioned, just one win in eight for Forest in the league. Um, and similar for Brighton. No win in six now and four draws in the last six games for Brighton. And whilst the games were full of goals earlier in the season, they were hitting the th- over 3.5 every week. Um, they've now gone under two and a half goals in five consecutive games. Um, both teams to score still hitting in every league game for Brighton, as you've mentioned. I, I couldn't back either of them with much confidence at the moment in the form they're in. Um, so I'm happy to take the draw 13-5. to 
plus 260. Three consecutive 1-1 draws for Brighton, as you mentioned. Um, four draws in the last six altogether. And Forrest have had three in their last six. So last 12 games across the two of them, seven of them have been a draw. I think we should get a good run for your money with a draw here. Um, Josh likes the same pick as well. Josh Forrest has gone for the draw. Um, tough game. I'll take the draw. Biggest price of them all. Uh, Forrest v Brighton, a draw at 13-5. Okay, like that, Baz. Um, we've got one more three o'clock. It is um, another exactly the same. Sheffield United against Bournemouth. Um, Sheffield United eleven to five plus two twenty. The draw five to two plus two fifty, and Bournemouth six to five plus one twenty. Barry, pick this one apart. <laughs> uh, two teams who've had a little bit of an uptick in form recently. Uh, yeah. Sheffield United coming off a six-game losing streak have now picked up four points in their last two games. Um, and Bournemouth haven't taken a long time to get their first win. Uh, have now won two of the last three, including that recent win over Newcastle. And that's a game that obviously sticks in my mind because um, Newcastle weren't good that day. We looked tired. Injuries and suspension had left us very short. But Bournemouth looked really good as well. Um, you know, Newcastle, I, I think, don't think you can make some excuses. Um, but Bournemouth went and won it. It wasn't a case of Newcastle necessarily throwing that game. And to be fair, they attacked well, uh, particularly in the counter-attack, and they could easily hit three or four against us. Pope had, a, had to make a few good saves to keep the score down. And then you've got Sheffield United, still no clean sheet in the league this season. And Bournemouth have been scoring in games most recently. Even against City, um, they scored. Against Liverpool, they scored. Uh, so rather than taking Bournemouth on the money line here, which was m- my first lean, I'm going to take Bournemouth to score two or more at evens. Um, Sheffield United have only conceded one in each of the last two games so that goes against me but before that they'd gone nine consecutive games conceding two or more goals um, and as I say Bournemouth I, I like the look of Bournemouth I think they, they could start to get that little bit of a run that gets them away from from trouble now um, and this would be a big step towards that being against one of those relegation threatened teams Bournemouth team total over 1.5 at evens for me um, Ollie's just said in the chat that he's a Sheffield United fan. How long did we try and find a Sheffield United fan in the summer, Barry? Like, <laughs> we, we did. tried we, everywhere, didn't we? The amount of people that turned us down was quite <laughs> remarkable. Like, we unbelievable. We people on, on social media to see if they would come and talk Sheffield United and give us a pre season preview, and, and nobody wanted to do it. I, I think there was a lot of negativity around <laughs> Sheffield United in the build up. It was around the time where Ndai had just left for Marseille. Um, Sander Burge was on his way and everybody was getting a little bit down about Sheffield United um, nobody wanted to talk about it so yeah if they do manage to stay up Ollie Beckett's our pre-season Ollie man job he's in checked <laughs> in the post Ollie um, yeah so Sheffield United four points from two games um, beat Wolves 2-1 last time uh, a little bit fortunate Bournemouth I don't know what to make of Bournemouth beating Newcastle they took advantage of a good spot definitely Um but at the same time, they, they did grasp it with both hands and they played well. And they've won two of their last three now because they beat Burnley at home as well. But their away form's terrible, Barry. Absolutely terrible. They lost 6-1 at City. A bracket's fair enough because anyone could do that. Uh, they lost 3-1 at Everton. They lost 3-1 at Brighton. They're going to give Sheffield United a chance here. There is no way you can take Bournemouth at 6-5 to five to win a Premier League football match. I don't care who they're playing. And away from home, absolutely no way. Bournemouth, the shite. Um, Sheffield United aren't great, 
But you can't take them at six to five. At the prices, you can only take Sheffield United, Barry. So I'll be taking Sheffield United. Uh, Frank fancies that as well. Uh, Josh has gone for Bournemouth. It's just, Josh is just trolling me at this point, I think. He's going dead opposite. Um, I'll take Sheffield United, 11 to five, plus 220. What did you say, Baz? Bournemouth goals. I'm writing this down. Bournemouth goals, right. yeah. So you're going to need Sheffield United to win 3 2, Malcolm. Okay. Uh, no, I think it's uh, the day for Sheffield United. Philip Billing's still missing as well. And he's, I know he didn't play the new Newcastle match, but he's uh, he's quite important. Okay. Uh, tea time on Saturday is uh, what's that? 5 30, so 12 30 Eastern time. Brentford's take on Arsenal. Brentford 72 uh, plus 350. The draws eleven to four plus two seventy five, and Arsenal are three to four minus one thirty three. Um, Brentford snapped their three game winning streak when they lost to Liverpool again. Fair enough. Really hard to analyse Brentford. There's no patterns anywhere. Um, they're absolutely all over the shop. They don't do you any favours. Um, Arsenal, I can't quite work Arsenal. They've been beating bad teams at home. Their recent form, they humped Sheffield United, they beat Burnley quite comfortably, but then they haven't been winning against good teams away. They lost one at Newcastle and didn't perform very well. They got a 2-2 at Chelsea. That was the last two road games. Brentford are decent at home. Um, always competitive. You think back to any, any game you like, Brentford very rarely get turned over and very rarely don't score. Now, Arsenal have kept clean sheets away from home. But I just think Brentford will, um, will get amongst them here. Odegaard's still missing for us. It's important. The safest bet to me, Baz, is one of the least exciting ones on my card. It's four teams to score. Uh, that's four to five, minus 120. Yeah, not a bad shout. Um, uh, Brentford are another team who've had a recent uptick in form, haven't they? They, they did lose 3-0 to Liverpool in the last one. But prior to that, they had one three on the bounce. Uh, West Ham, Brentford, Burnley. And scored eight goals across those three games. So started looking like they can they can sort of get back in amongst the goals now. Um, I think given the recent away form for Arsenal, I just think Arsenal are a bit too short. They only won one of the last five away games, losing to Newcastle, West Ham, Lawns in the Champions League, draws with Chelsea, Sevilla, the only team that beat. So no win in three league games away from home. I'm just happy to take a bit of a chance on Brentford. I think they'll get in amongst them as well. And I think they can get something from the game. Uh, but I have uh, hedged a little bit. I've gone with Brentford. Double chance, win or draw um, at evens. I mean, Mark, it's the same pick you've made before. And as you say, there's two outcomes. You can win or you can lose. Um, so you can't give me that. Um, the pick, Brentford v Arsenal. The pick is Brentford on the double chance, win or draw against Arsenal at evens. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me laugh, Barry, that's all. Uh, you're right, I have picked it before. Um, right, OK. <laughs> Sunday. Um, this is a mad-looking game. What, what on earth is going on here? Two o'clock kick-off. Uh, what time is that? 9am Eastern time. Tottenham Hotspur take on Aston Villa. Tottenham are 5-4 uh, plus 125. They've actually drifted a little bit here, 13 to 10. So they've drifted um, the 20th of a point. The draw is 14 to 5 plus 280. Aston Villa in 9 to 5 plus 180. So the lines tell you how close it is, Baz. What have you got? Where'd you go? There's a, lot of the, there's a lot of these games that made you just go. Every, every single one of them. Every single one. I said after the loss to Chelsea for Spurs, uh, and again after the Wolves game, 
Spurs I want to just treat very, very carefully at the moment. With the loss of Madison, weakens them up front. Van der Ven is a big loss. Um, Huge loss. Romero is still suspended. Uh, Basuma is suspended this week as well. And I just don't see how they can quickly get back to the levels they were at just a couple of weeks ago. I think Van der Ven's massive loss. Madison at the other end will have a huge impact. I think it'll affect Son. It'll affect Kulusevski. Brennan Johnson doesn't fill that void sufficiently for me. Um, but on the other side of it, we've also said Villa's away form. Villa away from home and Villa at home are two completely different entities. Um, so really, really challenging here. Back-to-back defeats for Spurs um, and then Villa with just two wins and six away from home in the league. So I couldn't back either of them. I, I just, because of what I've said previous weeks, keeping away from Villa, away from home, and I'm keeping away for Spurs until I see how they settle with this sort of re- rehashed lineup they're going to have. Um, looking elsewhere, goals is, is priced very short, as you might expect for this one. I'd say this is one of the worst ones on the slate for me. Struggle to find much value in the usual goals markets. There was no real trends. I looked at corners, I've looked at cards. Um, and just nothing was jumping out at all. So I found something a little bit different here. Um, again, not a hugely confident pick, but just looking for a little bit of value. If I had to take a side in this game, I would go with Villa. Just because of all the injuries to Spurs, I would side with Villa. Um, therefore, I'm looking at Villa goals. And in particular, Villa to score in each half. So rather than just going for a team total, I'm taking Villa to score in each half. They've got the best record in the league scoring in each half. Um Six out of 12 games they've done it. Now, admittedly, five of those were at home, where we know that they're a lot better side. But I'm getting a good plus money price here, 9-4, to plus 225. So it is a game, another one, where I found it very tricky to find something. So I was just looking around for something that just gives us a a little bit of value or a little bit of a fancy price where I could you know, possibly get a bit of a run. If you can get that first goal in the first half, that then you're chasing down a decent price in the second half. So, yeah, pick for me, Spurs v Villa. Villa to score in both halves at 9-4, plus 2.25. Villa, goal in both halves. Um, right, what's Pat writing in here? Pat's priced up a 10-draw parlay, $5, returns $1.3 million. Uh, We don't need to check your maths, Pat. That's absolutely fine. I mean, you can't spell maths, but you can you can do it. Um, <laughs> Tottenham, yeah, suddenly, all of a sudden, it's a very different Tottenham, isn't it? Um, that disastrous 4-1 defeat to Chelsea had consequences. It wasn't just losing that game. And we saw those consequences. Um, and it deserved 2-1 defeat at Wolves last week. Um, still lots of goals around in the Tottenham games. So Villa are fifth, one place and one point behind Tottenham. Um and that 2-0 defeated Nottingham Forest spoils a really good run of form. Um, although, to be fair, lots of them against mid to bottom teams, but again, loads of goals as well. Um, I was looking for a, so, looking for a side, Baz. I looked at Villa, the same as you did. I then started looking around for some goals prices, some markets, just like you did, that were bigger than Villa on the money line. And I couldn't find any that I liked. So I'm going to stick with Aston Villa. Um, the, what concerns me is Tottenham's inability to defend properly. And Villa are an incredibly dangerous team. They're probably up there with Liverpool in terms of teams who's good. If you make a mistake, especially on the break, if they play that mad high line, um, Villa could absolutely pick them apart. Like Eric Dyer, whoever it else, running around at the back. 
Um, so yeah, I'll take Aston Villa at nine to five plus one eighty. Um, okay, we go across to Sunday tea time. Are you ready, Frank and Courtney? This one's for you. Four thirty and eleven thirty Eastern time. Everton take on Manchester United. Everton are nine to five plus one eighty. The draw is twelve to five plus two forty. Manchester United are six to four plus one fifty. Um, so we've got this far forty nine minutes into the show, Barry, and have not mentioned Everton's ten point deduction because um, that's happened since we broadcast Le- uh, last. Now, I mean, do you want to talk about it? It's happened. I don't one hundred percent, Baz. I don't really understand it. You, uh, that sort of shit's not for me. It's complicated. I'm born idle. Like, I haven't bothered trying to understand it. It's just, it's a thing that's happened. I think it's funny. Um, Everton fans won't think it's funny. That's how football works. I mean, is you anything, have you anything to add to that? Um, I think that they're, they're getting a bit carried away in their reaction um, at the end of the Who? day. Everton. Everton. Uh, well, well, no, probably not. We uh, Any group of fans would do the same, to be fair. They, they, they feel hugely aggrieved uh, by the punishment they've received for cheating the system. Um, the independent panel found that they had cheated the system and punished them accordingly. Um, uh, some of the stories coming out are a bit garbage. That I've seen fans claiming they're, they're being punished for building a new stadium. That That's bollocks, because infrastructure spending doesn't come into a financial fair player calculations, they're clutching at straws a little bit by claiming if they hadn't built the stadium, the owner would have put his own money in for transfers instead of them borrowing loads of money for transfers and stuff like that, paying interest. So, as you say, it's complicated. Who are we to say whether that decision was right or wrong um, without reading the 70 pages of whatever that judgment was? I'm not going through that, Malcolm. I ain't got that time. Um, So, yeah, let's not... The only thing I don't understand is Man City have been charged about... 10 years ago, and why that's what I don't understand. Why hasn't that been sorted? Where haven't been charged? I think I don't like that response because I think it's a bit of a it's just a lazy no, thing. I genuinely don't know what's the answer. Maybe, maybe it's because there is 115 charges of Man City and there's more to look at. Maybe it's right, okay. clear cut, um, right? And, and far more cities could be far more nuanced. I don't know. But it, it's right. just an obvious thing. It's an obvious thing. Everyone's going to look and say, well, City have got 115 charges. Why are they not? I think City will end up with a points deduction. What it is, I don't know. But I suspect, again, it's another one. I don't know what them 115 charges are for City either. It, there's just so much intricacy to it. That is why it takes years. Um, this Everton thing's been going on for a long time, Malcolm. There was rumours they were going to lose them last year. And there'll yeah. be legal challenges about that that fact because teams got relegated off the back of Everton having broken the rules. Um, that could be more of a problem for Everton because I think Everton will be okay. They're only two points off safety. Um, the 10 points have gone. Had they have lost the 10 points last year, they were down. That was it. Um, so I, I still think they'll, they'll overcome it. I, I think it's part of my handicap here. Will, will what's happened sort of galvanise Everton as a team and as a fan base and everyone? Or, or will everything that's going to happen this week be a bit of a distraction? Um, but yeah, as I say, any, any group of fans would, would would do what Everton fans are doing this weekend. They've got planes flying over grounds with protests. 
They're going to go at the Premier League offices on Friday and protest. And there'll be massive protests before, during and after this game. Um, but as I say, we, you know, Newcastle fans went through a bit of that when the Premier League blocked our takeover and stuff. And any fans would do the same because it's they're the first on it's 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 unprecedented. Um, yeah, I think we'll see more of this down the line, or we'll see teams finally having to be uh, a bit smarter with their spending. Um, but we shall see. That's terrible. Yeah. Like I said, I wasn't I wasn't being flippant when I asked about what's happened to Man City. I just genuinely don't know don't know why that would take so long, but. As people in the chat have pointed out, there's Chelsea, you've got some issues. Tottenham have just had some issues um, this week with the Jermaine Defoe transfer. So there's all sorts of shite going on and Newcastle gets hit with something sooner rather than later as well because everyone's after us. But yeah, I can't think it's having a bad reaction, Baz, because they're playing well. If they were struggling, if they were Burnley and then this happened, you'd think, oh my God, they're not going to react well to this. I think Everton have got that dogs of war thing going on. Yeah. Yep. And because they're playing well, as much as team spirit's an illusion, as far as I'm concerned, I think momentum is real and they have it. And I didn't know it'll change to them. Um, two more, two wins again, back-to-back wins, and they'll be back six points out of the shit. And the shit down the bottom is particularly thick this year. Like, there's teams who look look like they've got no chance of winning it all. Um, so, they're back down to 19th now. It, the home form is a bit of concern for me. I mean, they've won four, drawn one, lost seven. But they've only won one of their six home league games, Barry. Um, Manchester United, best form in the league, as we pointed out earlier on. They've won four of the last five uh, games. What a team, Barry. Simple in football to watch. Absolutely outstanding. Beautifully coached. Uh, well-disciplined bunch. Um, however, all four wins have been absolutely dog shit. Um, they haven't drawn a game yet this season, you know. Um, and I think, Barry, it's about time they did. Uh, so I'm going to take the draw here, 12 to 5, um, plus 240. Uh, not only that, Baz, but it's 6 to 1. I'm going to take this for one, one draw. It's a 1 1 draw of the week. Um, Koisty was winching about my hat. I had that train driver's hat on in Poland this weekend, Koisty, and I've got uh, I've got several admiring looks. I was the height of fashion. Thank you very much. Um, Barry, Everton, Man United? Yeah, so Everton in good form. Well, just one defeat in six across the League and Cup. Uh, and unbeaten in the last three at home. I know you said they've only won one of the league games at home. Covering, covering Cup games, they're unbeaten in three. And as I see, it's unbelievable that Man United are top of that form table last five games, despite having scored just six goals in those five games as well. But 12 points from five, as you say, a lot of good fortune required in there. Um, but you've got to win them, haven't you? Um, Everton on far behind in that form table, though. They've got 10 from the last five also. I mentioned before, Man United, you mentioned they haven't had a draw all season. They still haven't won a single a game by more than a single goal either. Every single game they've won has been by the the odd goal, just the one goal. Um, and it's a similar story. Everton at home, they haven't been beaten by more than a single goal all season. So I think we can expect a tight game here. And for me, Malcolm, that brings the draw firmly into play. Yes. Um, will it be a distraction? Will it galvanise Everton? Um, I think I think it will. I think Everton will be right up for this and, and they can get something out of this game. Um 
I was very close to going with Everton, but I think the best player here is just to roll with a draw, 12 to 5, which is the biggest price of the three. Everton were just a little bit shorter than I thought they'd be. Uh, but yeah, same pick, Malcolm. Man United, Everton v Man United is the draw at 12 to 5 plus 240. Team ride on the draw. Get in. Right, we've got one more game. Um, virtually impossible to solve. Monday night, 8 o'clock kickoff, 3 p.m. Um, Fulham take on Wolves. Fulham 11 to 8 plus 137. The draw is 23 to 10 plus 230. Wolverhampton Wanderers are 2 to 1, Barry. Yeah, this was the worst one of the lot. Um, then I think I've said <laughs> that, you I don't think like I've, either of these teams, do you? I've said this about three times tonight, though, that this is the worst fixture of the lot. Um, but yeah, I got to the end of this and thought, no, this this is the worst. Because you mentioned before about someone, um, I can't remember who it was, having like no kind of consistency in their form at all. And this is this goes for both of these teams. There isn't an outcome in this game that would be a surprise to anyone because neither of these teams can hit unbeaten streaks, losing streaks, winning streaks. It's just all over the place. Um, so as I say, no 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 outcome in this game would surprise anyone. And I think you could have said that for just about every game on this slate. Uh, you know, Liverpool go to Man City and win, no surprise. Chelsea could beat Newcastle, nobody's hugely shocked. Um, all the way down the card, same story. The trend I did have um, was Wolves games and goals. Ten in a row, both to score across all competitions. And eight of those ten went over 2.5 goals. Um, so good trends towards both the both teams to score and the over 2.5. Both teams to score is 4-5, to five, minus 125. Whereas the over 2.5 goals is 43-40, to 40, plus 107. So slightly bigger price. The concern that comes with it, we've talked about Neto's injury for Wolves being a big loss. Polinia's missing for Fulham this week. Um, suspended, I think it's a suspension, but he's missing anyway. Um, but plus money, um, as I say, Wolves are conceding frequently enough. Um, I'm going to take the overs just because it's a, a reasonable price given the, the form in Wolves game. So Fulham v Wolves, over two and a half goals at 43 to 40 for me. Um, what you what bet do you think I'm taking here, Baz? I think you know this. Under 2.5 goals. You know fuck all, Barry. You're useless. Right, full of a 15th, no winning four. Um, they did okay against Man United a couple of weeks ago, but couldn't score. We're unlucky to lose one nil. The two home wins for Fulham were against Sheffield United and Luton. Um, Wolves did well last time out to be Tottenham 2 1. Um, having been absolutely chinned in the two previous weeks by VAR against Sheffield United and Newcastle. Um, they're playing okay. There's a small chance Neto's back, 25%, but unlikely. I basically think Wolves are the better team, Barry. Um, like I say, they, they beat Tottenham without Neto, and they beat them relatively comfortably as well. Um, I mean, I did this earlier on with Crystal Palace. I did it with West Ham. But this time, I'm doing it with Wolves. And Wolves are the dogs, like. Uh, Wolves are better than Fulham. I'll take Wolves at 2-1. to one. At least two of those three, Wolves, Palace, um, and the other one, West Ham, Two of those three you're going to win. Stick them in a round robin. I'll take Wolves two to one, Barry. Um, and I think we've made it to the end of the definite, the trickiest 10-game card we've done since we've been peddling this rubbish, Barry. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely impossible this week. Um, it's going to be nice to Don't forget, if any, uh, any of you listening people want to put out a 
10 picks, write down 10 picks, a pick for each game, send them in, at SGPN Premier, put them on Twitter or whatever. Uh, yeah, and if there's whoever's got the biggest profit margin, we'll back a gift card out to. So I want to see someone do well this week. Um, so we'll get them 10 written down, one pick in each game. Right, Barry, any fancy stuff? What have you got? I've got a little bit of fancy stuff, but when the when the simple stuff so hard, Malcolm, how, how what chance have we got with the fancy stuff? Um, I like Bournemouth this week. Solanke, two to one for my scorer. Uh, Any time goal, and yeah, so Solanke to score anytime two to one plus two hundred, and Solanke first goal scorer eleven to two plus five fifty is where I'm going with my goal scorer. Um, underdog for me. As you said earlier, there's not many underdogs on the card in terms of normally when we're looking for underdogs, man, we're looking for three to ones, four to ones upwards. Um, the biggest price of any team this week is a seven to two. As you say, there's only two odds on shot. Uh, so my underdogs, one you've already taken elsewhere, it's Villa to beat Spurs um, around two to one, I think, wasn't it? Um, yeah. My Thanks, accumulator sorry. is the usual team totals. I've gone for Man City, Brighton and Bournemouth, all to score two or more. At five to one. Okay, uh, Frank's putting up the wind draw double chance on all the away teams. I love it like that. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's a result. Um, my underdog's got to be Wolves. Baz will stick with that Monday night game at two to one. Um, anytime goal scorer, I'm going to go to the game. I think there's going to be tons of goals in, which is Spurs Villa. Uh, therefore, it's Ollie Watkins. Um, Tottenham missing all their good defenders. Eric Dyer is not going to be able to do anything here. Um, really struggling at the back. Ollie Watkins is 13 to 8, plus 162 anytime. Um, 11 to 2, plus 550 to score first and or last. Now I've got a over three and a half goal treble, Baz. Um, match goals, over three and a half. There's a few games here that I think could go berserk. Um, so Nottingham Forest v Brighton, Tottenham versus Villa, and Manchester City versus Liverpool, all over three and a half goals. Pays 12 to 1, Barry. Wallop, what about that? Nice. Love it. Excellent. Um, so there, I think we're done. Um, yeah, just a quick quick one. Um, I mean, thanks to everyone who's joined tonight. It's been really busy. Yeah, of people getting in. You can tell it's holiday season. So once again, happy Thanksgiving to everyone over that way. Have a great day. Have a great holidays. Um, forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, apologies to anyone who usually listens on Spotify. Um, technical problems last week meant the Spotify episode didn't go out till about three days later, um, which meant all of the picks had gone, which probably wasn't a bad thing. Um, well, when we were picking Finland and Malawi and all that shit. All of that, all of that garbage. So it wasn't <laughs> our well, finest you, podcast. You did well to admit it, people have a day um, off. But yeah, it went out everywhere else but Spotify. I don't think it popped up till Saturday or something like that. So apologies for that. But uh, thanks everyone who's came in tonight. Um, getting back to the bread and butter. Um, and don't forget, like, rate, review, um, thumbs up on the YouTubes, all of that sort of stuff. And if you are a TikToker, join me at 11.30 on Saturday, 11.30 UK time, where I will uh, go live and talk about the Man City-Liverpool game pre-game and uh, put a few bets out and hopefully get a few horse winners from a few of our regular <laughs> regulars on your TikTok. <laughs> Forgot you branched out into the GGs, haven't you? Yeah. Get in. Love it. Uh, thanks, Baz. That was tremendous. I've, I felt like we hadn't done a podcast for months. I, mean, I think it was just the, the beer fear and the anxiety of the weekend and everything I else. Think I haven't uh, watched a game of football for months, Malcolm. I don't think I've yeah. watched. Because while we were away, fortunately, we didn't watch anything. So we didn't have no. to put up with 
England 2, Malta 0, or England 1, Macedonia 1. We didn't watch any of that shite, thankfully. Um, so, yeah, no football for me for, for a good seven or eight days now, uh, but definitely looking forward to getting back into it on Saturday with, a, with an absolute cracker to kick off with. Well, frankly, Baz, we couldn't focus on much, could we, after the first couple of hours, so it didn't really matter if there was football or not. Right, we'll be back Sunday. Good luck with any of this. Um, but yeah, we, like I say, eight eight game days for you now in January the 1st. So we're going to go through the gears is what we're going to do. Um, and by then, we're going to absolutely nail it. Thanks, everyone. That was loads of fun. Um, good luck. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, nail all your bets. Uh, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>